The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. A cross-sea highway project between the city of Shenzhen and Zhongshan in South China's Guangdong province is edging closer to completion following the final pouring of concrete on the seam of its 6.4-kilometer underwater tunnel. That is according to Guangdong Provincial Communication Group. The tunnel is part of a 24-kilometer-long highway connecting Shenzhen and Zhongshan, situated on either side of the Pearl River estuary. The link is a core transportation hub project in the Guangdong-Hong Kong-Macau Greater Bay area. It consists of one underwater tunnel, two bridges, and two artificial islands being one of the most challenging cross-sea cluster projects in the world. The cross-sea link is scheduled to open to traffic next year. Once operational, the travel time between Shenzhen and Zhongshan will be reduced from two hours to approximately 20 minutes. Deng Xiaohua, head of Guangdong Provincial Communication Group, said that the Shenzhen-Zhongshan link, along with existing structures like the Hong Kong-Zhuhai-Macau Bridge, will form a network of cross-sea and cross-river passages in the Greater Bay Area, boosting connectivity of the city cluster. This is Special English. A total of 100,000 cubic meters of ice blocks which were harvested from the Songhua River last winter are now ready for the construction of this year's Harbin Ice and Snow World. As man-made ice often contains air bubbles and is not strong enough to carve, ice blocks for the park are collected from the frozen Songhua River, which flows through Harbin City in northeast China's Heilongjiang province. Sun Ziming, a staff member from the Harbin Ice and Snow World, said that it is a tradition to select and store a batch of high-quality ice blocks during the ice harvesting season for the next year's construction. 
Every year, hundreds of workers brave cold temperatures and strong winds to supply the city's winter ice gala. With the help of the preserved ice, this year's construction has started and the park is due to open in mid-December, around one week ahead of schedule compared to previous years. Using a combination of traditional ice storage and modern multi-layer insulation technology, the company provided suitable storage conditions for the ice blocks, namely the low temperature, light avoidance, insulation, and sealing, in order to ensure the ice does not melt even during the summer peak, when temperatures exceed 30 degrees Celsius. Sun noted that to ensure the quality of the preserved ice can meet the construction requirements, they paid a lot of attention to details, such as the stacking method of ice blocks and the maintenance of moisture-proof covering materials. As an important part of Harbin International Ice and Snow Festival, the park integrates art performances, sports, and architecture of ice and snow. Last year, the Harbin Ice and Snow World received over 800,000 tourists, presenting 100 sets of sculptures and artworks made from more than 150,000 cubic meters of ice and snow. Visitors can enjoy numerous activities at the park, including a 500-meter ice slide and a giant Ferris wheel built in the shape of a snowflake, on which tourists can enjoy the dazzling world after dark. You're listening to Special English. In the absence of a professional setting and fill light, a mobile phone and a holder are all that Du Jianping can count on for his live streaming efforts. Yet, it was through this primitive setup that the 46-year-old man in Xuanhe Township of Northwest China's Ningxiahui Autonomous Region has managed to get a traditional felt-making skill known to viewers across the country. In the husbandry region of Ningxia, more than 1,000 kilometers from Beijing, people used to make felt 
with wool by pressing, rubbing, and rolling, creating items which once featured in the dowry of every local woman. Du is an inheritor of this traditional felt-making skill, which is on the regional intangible cultural heritage list. Each generation of his family has made a living based on this skill. However, felt has been used less and less over the years, resulting in the industry waning. In 2021, after taking part in entrepreneurship training, Du opened an account on the short video platform Kwaisho to try live streaming the process of traditional felt making. Starting from scratch, he learned by himself how to film and then edit videos and is now a proud owner of an account with 150,000 followers. One video alone can fetch more than 18 million views. Every morning, Du would live stream for more than two hours, chatting with the viewers and answering their questions. Normally, he receives three to five orders during a single live streaming session. Thanks to social media, the number of dues felt orders has now doubled, with those from online platforms accounting for about 70% of the total. Du noted that without online platforms, he might have already given up with the traditional skill lost. In recent years, live streaming has helped breathe vitality into intangible cultural heritages. In Haiyuan County, also located in Ningxia, 42-year-old Chiao Yaru is an inheritor of traditional embroidery, another regional intangible cultural heritage. Chiao's videos feature dazzling handbags, clocks, lamps, fans, and pendants embroidered with different patterns, which sold well among youngsters. Chiao said that after watching her live streaming videos, many young people, including those from Generation Z, would become interested in this traditional skill. She added that from this remote, landlocked region, live streaming is helping to promote local artwork to farther areas. It has also increased the income of local people as more are getting involved in the industry. After training, 
Chiao's fellow villagers have the potential to get their embroidery pieces sold through online platforms, raking in over 2,000 yuan a month, about 280 US dollars. You're listening to Special English. You've been listening to programs from CGTN Radio. CGTN Radio. We invite you to visit us online for more audio, pictures, and in-depth reports. At radio.cgtn.com, you can access a wide range of programs and find your favorite news, talk, features, entertainment shows, and podcasts. Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. This is special English. The Macau Science One space exploration satellites have been officially put into use as the first such satellites jointly developed by the mainland and Macau. The satellites are expected to significantly improve the country's space magnetic field exploration technologies. Li Guoping, chief engineer of the China National Space Administration, said that the satellites are the world's first monitoring the geomagnetic field and space environment in the South Atlantic Anomaly region. Li added that the satellites will set new examples. For scientific and technological development in the Guangdong, Hong Kong, Macau, Greater Bay area, the mission features joint observation in which satellite A carries payloads like high-precision vector magnetometers to detect the Earth's magnetic field. Satellite B includes high-energy particle detectors and solar X-ray instruments to obtain data on the space environment, such as solar radiation and high-energy particles that serve the ends of geomagnetic field detection. The satellites were launched in May this year. Testing had been completed in the following months while the satellites were in orbit. Zhang Keke, chief scientist of the satellite project, said the Macau Science One satellites provide valuable data on high-precision changes. Of geomagnetic field on low latitudes, the satellite platforms were manufactured by the China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation and China's Northwestern Polytechnical University. While the scientific instruments on both satellites were provided by Macau University of Science and Technology, 
You're listening to Special English. With the revival of live events in China this year, makeshift stalls outside concert venues are becoming increasingly popular across the country. Vendors often quickly erect their small tables, offering goods ranging from essentials like water and raincoats to fan merchandise like bracelets. Some have even taken to social media. One popular post on the lifestyle app Xiao Hongshu reads that making money while listening to concerts is really awesome. The China Association of Performing Arts reported that in the first half of this year, the country hosted over 190,000 commercial performances, a 400% increase compared to the previous year, with audience numbers surpassing 60 million. Another report by II Media Research estimates that China's performance market is poised to reach 90 billion yuan by the year end, around 12.4 billion US dollars. Hu Xiaowu, director of the Institute of Urban Science at Nanjing University, said that wherever there are business opportunities, there is potential for stalls, adding that as concerts are being organized in different cities this year, many young people have found the chance to sell goods associated with the themes of the events. While selling snacks or merchandise at stalls isn't a new concept, the practice has recently gained attention. Stall holders are not only making food at traditional night markets, some are selling coffee from the trunk of their cars or balloons at campsites. Zeng Dexiong, dean of the Urban Culture Institute at the Guangzhou Academy of Social Sciences, believes the vibrancy of new stall economies will attract many which he believes will lead to fierce competition and thus prompt more innovation. 25-year-old Sun Shimin began such a stall as a side hustle in April. Sun sold simple hair accessories at the beginning, and when more vendors gathered, Sun had to offer more elaborate services like braiding to stand out. She even offers free Polaroid photos to her customers. Hu Xiaowu from Nanjing University 
pointed out that the burgeoning street stall economy offers young people flexible earning opportunities. Recognizing this, local governments are now easing regulations to foster this entrepreneurial spirit. Cities like Beijing and Shenzhen have already implemented policies this year to support stall operations, designating specific areas for vendors. This is Special English. A museum showcasing the culture of the Grand Canal is expected to open in Beijing at the end of this year, with some 6,000 items or sets of exhibits related to Beijing and the ancient canal to be displayed in the collection. With a daily capacity of 6,000 visitors, the new museum is designed to integrate vessel, sailing, and water elements with a history spanning more than 2,500 years. The Grand Canal connecting Beijing and Hangzhou in East China's Zhejiang province served as a significant transportation artery in ancient China. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. A total of 100,000 cubic meters of ice blocks, which were harvested from the Songhua River last winter, are now ready for the construction of this year's Harbin Ice and Snow World. As man-made ice often contains air bubbles and is not strong enough to carve, ice blocks for the park are collected from the frozen Songhua River, which flows through Harbin City in northeast China's Heilongjiang province. Sun Ziming, a staff member from the Harbin Ice and Snow World, said that it is a tradition to select and store a batch of high-quality ice blocks during the ice harvesting season for the next year's construction. Every year, hundreds of workers brave cold temperatures and strong winds to supply the city's winter gala. With the help of the preserved ice, this year's construction has started and the park is due to open in mid-December, around one week ahead of schedule compared to previous years. Using a combination of traditional ice storage and modern multi-layer insulation technology, the company provided suitable storage conditions for the ice blocks, namely the low temperature, light avoidance, insulation and sealing in order to ensure the ice doesn't melt even during the summer peak when temperatures exceed 30 degrees Celsius. Sun noted that to ensure the quality of the preserved ice can meet the construction requirements, they paid a lot of attention to details such as the stacking method of ice blocks and the maintenance of moisture-proof covering materials. As an important part of Harbin International Ice and Snow Festival, the park integrates art performances, sports, and architecture of ice and snow. Last year, the Harbin Ice and Snow World received over 800,000 tourists, 
presenting 100 sets of sculptures and artworks made from more than 150,000 cubic meters of ice and snow. Visitors can enjoy numerous activities at the park, including a 500-meter ice slide and a giant Ferris wheel built in the shape of a snowflake, on which tourists can enjoy the dazzling world after dark. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.